No, 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 no. And then, yes. yes. <laughs> so let's go, Duffalo, on the Odyssey app. We're going to get your podcast. His name's Ryan Duffy. Hello. My name's Pat Duffy. Uh, the intro music and lack of a man going high. Today, we're going to talk about the Bills. Let you know we're back to normal. Both of us are here. Thank gosh. And I'm bringing the energy. Don't worry, Brian. Okay, so just uh, just to catch everybody up, uh, in case you were one of the majority of our audience that did not listen to the episode last week. <laughs> Statistically speaking, about half. So uh, you decided uh, randomly. I was in London. Randomly, please. I, I was in London all last week, so I wasn't going to have the opportunity to do the show. No big deal. And you decided for some reason you were going to do the show by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So you did that. Yeah, I did. By buying a microphone on Amazon mm-hmm. and recording into your phone mm-hmm. and just talking like this for 36 minutes. Okay. You talk by yourself for 36 minutes. First of all, yes. Second of all, no one's going to tell. I stand by it. No one's going to tell me what to do. No, and nobody did tell you. Right. Even if they wanted to, they didn't hear it to tell you. Well, <laughs> here's the thing, though. Uh-huh. Yeah, I stand by the the quality of that episode. First things first, though, I was recording it on my porch mm-hmm. at like 1030 at night. Uh-huh, yeah. And, you know, I... I have an enclosed porch, but I still have neighbors. Sure, no, I hear you. So I didn't want to be no, yelling I mean, na- into the microphone. Neighbors, one of the biggest problems with uh, you know high quality podcasts. Well, I had that. It's either that or I go inside and I risk waking up my kids, or just not do it. Just well, I didn't want to, to not do it. Didn't want. To- <laughs> I didn't want to not do. It. I'll fight the fight. So yeah, I showed up. But I will say credit to you. You know, I realized about when I said, "Hey, everybody," <laughs> I thought to myself. <laughs> I think I'm in over my head a little yeah, bit. Yeah, no, everybody knew that was going to happen. But hey, as I've learned from Princess Power, my one of my daughter's favorite shows, every mistake we make is just a step along the way. Well, speaking of mistakes, a lot of mistakes made. Uh, Sunday night, Bills Giants by the Buffalo Bills, and somehow they managed to find their way out of it. All right. You were losing your mind watching that game. Me? No. As we were texting back and forth. No. Um, I'm going to give you 30 seconds to get everything out you need before I tell you why everything's totally fine. All right. Are you so, going to start a timer? Get ready and go. I can't believe the level of stress. I have not been under that that amount of stress in the as far I can't remember the last time. The the frustrations that come with what seems like a constant forcing of the ball to Stefan Diggs and then also too like the missed field goals and then like I'm Five not seconds. gonna I'm not gonna hold it against you for being aggressive, but then when you don't convert it, it's like what is it for? Time. Uh as far as the stress goes, this was the audio file that Ryan sent me last night after the Bills won that game. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. I I um Oh. Now listening back to it. Yeah. I hope that was your reaction to the end of the Bills I was game. Gonna say how do you know what's uh <laughs> I'm just saying, you're making assumptions over here, my friend. Okay, so we'll start it like this. Yep. Everything is fine. Oh, sure. Everything is fine, and here's why everything is absolutely fine. You're recording that from under the sand that you have your ostrich head stuck into? Okay, so let's talk about the last two weeks, because I wasn't here for that brilliant podcast two weeks ago. Sure. Just real quick. Here's why everything's okay. With the Jags game in London, you can't take anything out of that game. Sure. Yeah, no, not at all. It's a loss, Mm -hmm. and that you know it's going to be in the column. Right. It's a fluke. 
the factors surrounding it, there is no room to make judgments about the Bills. I can tell you for personal experience, jet lag is real. Yeah. I am a broken man. I was a broken man all week in London. I'm still not I was right. Say, I was way before the London trip. And I did not have to play a football game against the world's best athletes. I could barely, excuse me, function as a human being. I can oh, barely function as a human being right now. They get free Gatorade. Okay. And when it comes to the Giants game, mm-hmm. that game was a trap game by the very definition of trap game. Oh, yeah. No, totally. Okay. You ready? Yep. You're still dealing with the effects of London, and I don't want to hear that, oh, you had a whole couple days. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, okay. for sure. Yeah, no, London. Yeah. Your uh, primetime game, mm-hmm. your 15-point favorites, those are issues right, right there. Oh, yeah. No, totally. Now, let's throw in a backup QB that you haven't prepared for, because I think they assumed Daniel Jones was going to play. Oh, by the way, that backup QB that you're about to see, he ended your franchise's 17-year playoff drought. Yeah, no, that's a QB that like they couldn't even possibly have an understanding of how he's going to play for mm-hmm. four years. And in the season uh, that he ended the playoff drought in, uh, he was benched for a man who threw five interceptions in the first half of a football game. Despite mm. that, he gets you to the promised land after nearly two decades, and his reward for doing so was being traded immediately so the man who threw those five interceptions in the half that you benched him for could get the opening day starting job for 17 minutes. Mm. You find me more motivation to go out and beat a team? I'd like to hear it. Compound that with the fact that the head coach of the Giants, the one standing across from you on the field, was your offensive coordinator for the renaissance of this current team that we're watching play right now. Mm. He brought your all-world quarterback from inaccurate, guaranteed bust of a draft pick to the force that he is today. Are you talking about that human mercury thermometer Looney Tunes <laughs> man across the stands? Bro, he was like nine different colors. I on I, Sunday I, night. I literally thought his head was going to explode scanner style. <laughs> I don't blame him after that what first half. What did he say to the sideline reporter? It's like, I don't want to talk about that (laughs) right now. I don't want to talk about that right (laughs) now. She said it so emphatically, too. (laughs) But that man, uh, he brought your guy to what he is today. Also, the offensive coordinator you have for the Buffalo Bills, he taught that offensive coordinator how to do that job. And that offensive coordinator is still running running a version of the offense that he brought here to Buffalo. Mm. He's a man that taught Josh how to get comfortable. So he knows how to make Josh uncomfortable. Something that we all witnessed with our own eyes last night. Yeah, no, both of them. And if all of that wasn't enough, there is word that he and McDermott had a bit of a falling out that final season of Buffalo. Oh, no. So there's a little extra motivation there. Oh, and if you need a little bit more, he's coaching five miles as a head coach for the first time from his childhood home in front of all of his friends and family from a karmic standpoint the bills should have lost that game last night they had everything karmic oh karma 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 karmic cosmic standpoint they should have lost that game they had everything going against them and they found a way to get a win and that is something to be celebrated not something for you to be freaking out about wow you know when you put all those excuses stacked up in a row like that like dominoes Mm -hmm. um it honestly makes just as little sense to me as it did before you started that giant soliloquy mr hamlet okay first of all it doesn't touch your 36 minutes soliloquy from last week second of all I hate guys like you. Why? I hate guys like you. You got the better play. And you got the better. Uh, so you should go out there. If, if the best team won every week, there would be an undefeated team every single yeah, season. Yeah, no kidding. I'm not saying any of that. If you want to go off of all of your excuses of why the Giants are motivated, like I'm not arguing against the idea that trap games exist. Okay. I'm not arguing against the idea that revenge games are great motivators for players. Okay. What I'm, uh, what I'm concerned about and why I'm, I, I have uh, watching that game with 120 beats per minute, like uh, toward the 
the end of that game. I love, my favorite thing is Ryan also sends me a text yesterday because I had said two weeks ago that my heart rate, resting heart rate, was at 120 West, beats per minute. Hallway. My Westing Hallway, we <laughs> 120 beats per minute. Before the Dolphins game, you oh, you need to see a doctor. What was yours last night? 120. <laughs> 120 you actually needs to it, see a doctor. I, it recognized me sitting on my couch as exercise i closed my ring watching the bills game on sunday night no like i, I i'm not taking away from any of the excuses that you or uh, motivators excuses whatever the case variables my concern is that it's now two weeks in a row where we've seen struggle significant struggles on the offensive side of the ball it's two weeks in a row where we have seen the defense be on the field for an extended period of time i don't care who they're playing they're national football league players they're gonna find spots to and it's saquon barkley for that matter too i don't care if he's coming off of a high ankle sprain there's always a chance for you to like, that's why you play the game. Okay. So then what's the problem? My, my problem is it's two weeks in a row now where we've had the defense being strung out and, and, and fighting as hard as they can because they're on the field for an extended period of time. And an offense that shows, as far as I'm concerned, much less urgency, what seems to be a, a forcing of the ball to digs. And you can make the argument all day, which is also a problem, mm-hmm. but you can make the argument all day. It's like digs is getting the ball and digs is getting the targets. Cause he's the only one open that's fine but i'm sorry there's a body of work leading up to that moment yesterday where stats man on the sideline oh here we go here comes Stash ryan's man. here comes ryan's oh, no. known anti-digs bias oh, no. showing itself again oh is stuff mad oh who's a mad stefan okay. Diggs? so we got to get him the ball you have now come full circle absolute worst kind of bills fan no i'm not you i'm not at all i'm making have. absolutely valid points mm-hmm. and if you like you can agree how to many, disagree how many touchdowns did Diggs have last night Zero. None, none so. Zero. Who, who got him? Uh, Quentin Morris uh-huh. and uh, what was it Deontay Hardy? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So it didn't force it down there. Okay, great. He had 100 yards and 16, re- 16 targets, yeah. 10 receptions. Yes, what was yeah. it? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, how about your boy, Gabe Davis? He accounted for 66% or yes. something like high 60s percent okay. of, the, of the air yards for the team. Dalton Kincaid is out. He's not playing. Sure. You gave Gabe Davis an opportunity. Cough the ball you up for Gabe you. You gave Gabe Davis. Uh, you heard what I said. You heard what I said. <laughs> Look, man. You're ranting and raving about things that don't need to be ranted and raved about. I'm sorry. I think you're you're making. I, I, here's where I stand. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to convince. My job is not to convince you. Yeah, you. My job is to be a part time media personality. Okay, you're not even that. But go on. So, you can have your opinion. God bless you for your opinion. I st- we still both love this team. We still both know that a win is a win. I'm not going to, you know, be all sour grapes. You're being be- nothing but sour no, grapes. No, I'm not. I'm absolutely not. I'm you being realistic. Did, uh, you know, okay, look, I'm backing up my points with facts. You're backing up your points with baby Stefan Diggs voice. Oh my God. Am I wrong? You can't argue with an, with with uh, with a moron. You can't argue with a moron. I agree with you. Oh, I hate you so much. Well, oh, sorry. You can't set me up and not expect me to knock him down. <laughs> Ryan, Pew. I gave you five, six valid points as to why this game was a legitimate That are all game. anecdotal. They're all anecdotal. You literally just went, baby, you didn't need the ball. What? We've seen him on the sideline for the last, what, since the Bengals game last season. Okay. Where he's upset, You, you and, and, and there is a... a a, a 
body of evidence that shows that if Steph's not engaged or Steph's upset, mm-hmm. that that's when the offense so, seems to perform poorly. According to Josh, well, the upset is Steph being upset with himself on the sideline. He said that two weeks ago and said, in fact, okay, he was upset with people that just made assumptions uh, about what was going on that aren't there. Huh, I know a guy like that. Oh, my God. I you, know like, here's, Wait, right. Right, and I'm mad. I do the Diggs voice, but I do it for myself, and now I get mad when it comes back up at me. I'm mad. I'm, 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 mad. I'm irritated. I'm irritated mad. Okay, all righty. Um, I'm going to do the fake calm voice now. I'm right. <laughs> okay. Mad. All right. Well, um, yeah, <laughs> I am. I'm, I am. I have concerns. And here's the thing. I, I, I do. I'm sorry. You want to look at it your way? That's fantastic. I'm going to look at it the way that I see it. And to me, you know, what is it? Uh, once is an outlier. Two is a a, 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 a pattern uh-huh. and three is a trend. Okay. So I'm sorry if we have the same kind of showing not to jump all ahead to next week. No, we can do that now. But I'm just saying like there is there is reason for concern. Ryan. I'm not I'm not sounding the alarms, but I'm sorry. Like I'm I'm getting toward a level of of kind of prove it mode as far as the offense is concerned, which they did last night. I no. mean, when you look, okay. They were scoreless for three quarters. And when they needed it, what did they go do? They went and did it. They went and did it. They had the longest drive if I'm not mistaken. Was that in franchise history, 17 play drive last night. And what happened the week before that when they absolutely needed it? Oh, you and mean- they did, and they didn't come through. Yeah, they convert at the end. They make it competitive. They sure. make it close. But that's my point. Yeah. There's no urgency until it's absolute biting nails, 120 beats right, per minute look, heart rate. It's easy for you to sit here in America and tell me what it's like going to London. Oh but as a God. man who is there, as a man who was in the stands in that game, I will tell you 100%. Yeah, we all saw you with your stupid hat. That performance by an international television guy, too. No big deal. Yeah, right. International yeah, television throw that guy. on your IMDb that you manage yourself. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> At least I can manage my own IMDb, not spending 36 minutes doing a solo podcast on my back. I showed up and I got the job done. Hey, no, you showed up. I got the job done. You showed up. Got it done. You showed up. Pushed it all out. Didn't need nothing from nobody. Ryan. I recorded it and I sent it right out. Ryan, Patrick, there is statistical data to show that performance in games in Europe dips significantly. Why are you talking about Europe? I'm talking about like, okay, fine. Here's I, why. I'm, Here's I'm why. not disagreeing I'm with about you. To follow up with more statistical information. Maybe oh, you should do your research before we do you these. Do things. your research, right? Uh, not only that. Did you know? Fun fact: that teams that pass on the buy mm-hmm. after the Europe game, which has only been an option, I think, for the last two or three years. Mm-hmm. Two and six against the spread. Two and six against the spread when you take the buy. When you don't take the buy. When you don't when take you the When you come buy. back and play. Okay. The point that I'm making is not only does that trip to London affect you during that game in London, the trip to London affects you for the week after when you don't take the buy. Okay, fine. ATS, I get it. But what about wins and loss? But, you but, have that but, stat, but you Mr. can't factor in wins and loss because last night, if the Bills were playing any other team in the NFL, they would have lost that game. 35 to 14, they would have lost that, that game. The Giants point. were 0 for 5 in the red zone. That's my point. That's my point. So against the spread is what is the easiest way to measure it. The Bills lost against the spread. All right. Fair enough. I don't think we're going to. I think we're, no, but, we're no, spinning but again, our wheels here. No, 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 no. We're not spinning our wheels. I am giving you statistical data to back up why the last two weeks are outliers compared to what we've seen for the rest of the season. And you are making baby voices. So if I'm listening to this podcast, am I going to feel better about what the Bills have done? Or am I going to listen to you go, wah, 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 Stefan Diggs, wah, 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 sense of urgency, wah, wah, wah. I'm having a heart attack during the game. I don't like it. To be clear, I'm not sounding any kind of alarm. 
I'm saying that from what I've seen over the, let me finish, or what I've seen over the last two minutes, or I'm sorry, <laughs> over the last two games, rather, there is cause for concern for me. Okay. I am not panicked by any means, but I want to see the level of urgency that I know that this team can put out on the, on the offensive side of the ball, mm-hmm. and I want them to be able to sustain drives. Okay. You mean like 17 plays? Yeah, yeah, like that you on a like consistent that. basis. You mean like consi- when your back's not up basis, against the wall, consistent basis, like back to back drives like that. Yeah, you and, and like throughout with- the rest of the game, like where they didn't have it for the third for for what forty five minutes of game time. Okay, yeah, that's all. Look, the fact of the matter is, they're going to go to New England next week, and everything's going to be absolutely fine, and that's a guarantee. And when that does happen, I'm going to come back here and I'm going to look you in your stupid face. I'm going to say, I told you so. Oh no, the Bills are going to do good, and I'm going to be the one who's eating crow or you know just being a no. Because you're going to sit here come come next week when everything goes fine in New England. We'll get more into that game later. And you're going to go, well, I wasn't even worried, man. I never used the word panic. That's garbage. Except I, I, you've used the word panic like five times. I am not panicked. You have used your, the word panic. We, that's the straw manist of straw man arguments. That doesn't even make sense. Yeah, you're saying that I'm saying panic. No. But I'm, I'm using it in the context of I'm not panicked. How, many, how much more clear can I be for you? Okay. Uh, once again, I would like to play audio of Ryan. Uh, this is a different piece of audio. This is from uh, TikTok, if I'm not mistaken. Uh-huh. Uh, this is Ryan, what you heard from him after the game yesterday. Oh, hold on. I can't, 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 I can't do this. I just can't. Oh, my God, I can't. I cannot. I can't. I can't. I'm not panicked. I can't. I can't. I can't. That, okay, context. That was after the game, uh-huh. where my my heart rate is now starting to come down, Mister Cooldown, mm-hmm. and I'm telling myself like I can't take this level of stress. Okay, I can't. That's, that's what I can't. <laughs> I'm literally quoting you. I'm literally quoting you. <laughs> yes. Okay. Why, right. why are you getting so mad at me right I'm now? I'm not mad at you. you were, I'm not mad. Dude, you can do this garbage all day long. I'm, I'm, I'm literally quoting you, and you're getting mad at me for quoting you. I, nobody I is mad. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. What am I, what am I saying wrong? What am I saying wrong? The volume's down, friend. No, I'm trying to pull it back up again. Yeah, yeah. I know, and uh, the volume's down, so even if I'm dead, See, I want to pull the volume. Way to go, Star Wars trailer. I was playing a different thing, you idiot. (laughs) The last play of the game was that pass interference. Uh, Yeah. What is wrong with you, man? Dude, come on, man. You can't tell me that's not pass interference. But here's the thing. like, I'm not going to apologize for it. Put a pin in that because we'll get to there in a second. Uh, Everybody that is not a Bills fan is arguing for pass interference on that play. Yeah. Ignoring completely the stiff arm right to the middle of the face that Darren Waller stuck in Teron Johnson's jaw last night yeah. before he got a hold of his jersey. Taron Johnson. Whatever. That's how you pronounce his name. Oh, now we're going to do this? You're yeah. butthurt and I made you feel like... I'm not, I'm not butthurt at all. I can't. His I can't. name is Taron Johnson and it's also Terod Taylor. I can't. So I can't. Just doing some I live can't. edits. can't. Can't. There is a still shot before Teron Johnson gets a Taron doesn't matter gets a hold of Jersey where Darren Waller's hand is literally covering his entire face arm all the way out. Sure. You can call offensive pass interference. You can call illegal hands to the face there, and not a single person brings that up yep. in the argument last night. Like to me, it looked like both guys are going back and forth, and when they're both committing penalties, they're not going to throw that flag. Yeah, and I mean that's the thing too. Like, and I'm, sh- I, I'm, I'm not to speak on behalf of the back judge, but like, 
I'm assuming he's going to let him play too. It's the last play of the You're game. You're not throwing that flag twice. No chance. Absolutely no chance. I bet, in fact, I'm willing to bet a significant amount of money that every defensive coach on that sideline told their guys, if it's your dude that gets loose, you grab, you hold. Yeah, because I mean, it gives you another chance. I mean, otherwise the game's well, over. I mean, look, they're that not going to throw. It. To your point, they're I know not going to throw. Gonna... You're not going to throw back to back flags on back to back last plays of the game. Yeah. You're just not going to do it there. Um, yeah, no, I'm with you. They're going to let them play all day. Um, and and honestly, too, like it, it, in slow motion, it looks like it. Like Chris, honestly, say what you will about Chris Collinsworth, but like I think he made a good point um, as far as like why the 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 jersey grab interfered with his other hand coming up. Um, but even but even so. Taron Johnson's hand placement there looked as it, I mean I, I get it like a, Darren Waller is a, a fantastic player he's what, a thousand feet tall he's got a giant vertical like there's a chance he would come down with that if he had both hands but to Taron Johnson's uh, credit he had his hand placement fantastic to where he very easily could have uh, knocked the ball out if there were two hands on it I don't even think like, I'll be honest with you if you want to make an argument I think the first one was less of pass interference than the second one was the, I mean wait say again the first play they threw the flag on mm-hmm. that ball wasn't catchable i mean he fought through oh, it. yeah no i'm with you and and to, i mean you can go ticky tack for that kind but of that's, stuff that's all my time. point like look if you want to get a flag yeah. i'll give you a flag on one of them you're not getting a flag on you're both not getting of them. them on both i and, i'm, and look, I'm with you, you didn't make the play right like make a play you went to that guy for a specific reason two times in the end zone and he yeah. couldn't come through with you if you can't fight through that i don't want to hear you whine until the point that you just made earlier even if it is pass interference mm-hmm I don't care. No, not at all. I feel no guilt. Not not an ounce. Not a morsel. Because like last night, the relaxation of relief after the Bills managed to squeak that win out. Uh, people on Twitter are like sending me still shots of uh, Tyronimo Johnson. Tyronimo. Hold him, holding his jersey. And it's like, am I supposed to feel guilt for this? No. After all the years of all the bad calls we've gotten, we finally, if you want to call that pass interference, get one. I'm supposed to be like, oh, man, game window count. Okay, I'm going to go to bed really mad now. Yeah, wait, is Sean McDermott going to go call Roger Goodell at 1130 at night and be like, actually, you know what? Let's get Brian the win there. He does kind of seem like a guy that would do that. <laughs> actually, you're you right. Know, I feel bad, guys. We didn't win that in an honorable way. I want mm-hmm. them to have the win. He's clapping his lights on and off going to bed. <laughs> Bro, he can't. There's that, that thing would explode. <laughs> <laughs> like who, someone's having a seizure. <laughs> So oh, like, good times. Here's where you're allowed to worry. Okay. And like I said. Thank you. Yeah, no, thank you for telling me where I can. I okay, can't. well, uh, you're being completely irrational this entire time, so I'm just trying to help you out. Okay, yeah, sure. Um, the Bills have the perfect scenario to get right next week. It's mm-hmm. a one o'clock game. You're playing a terrible team. You're two weeks past London. There are no expectations after that performance on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. You're good to go get the ship right again in complete anonymity. Mm-hmm. If the Bills come out and lay an egg against the Patriots this week, I will worry with you. Oh, so you're saying the exact same thing no, I was not saying, what I'm saying. No. 16 minutes ago. Saying. No, but the point I'm making is it's not going to happen because the last oh, two okay. weeks, there have been legitimate reasons why. Carl's lack of the, ye- of the week of the year. <laughs> Carl from Aqua Team. You don't remember that segment? No, I do. It's just we're the only two people that watched it. Oh, you're out of your mind. Everyone I, watches Aquatine. There is Aqua not Teen. a single person listening to this show. First of all, the show was called Aquatine Hunger Force. It was about animated food. Just say Smith and Jones or something. Okay. It don't matter. And None you, of this matters. <laughs> how does this defense keep doing what it does? They're good. No, but like it's not. They're, they're missing three po- Pro Bowl players. Yeah. Milano, Trey, and if Daquan Johnson kept up the pace he was at, he was having a Pro Bowl season. Yet they held the Giants out of the end zone. Mm-hmm. All game, 
with two monster goal line stands yeah. at the end of each half. At the one yard, like you you quite literally can't get any closer to the end zone. And they still went over five. And what did they say? It's been like 275 minutes of game time since the since the off, the Giants offense has scored a touchdown. They kept showing that stat, and I'm like, stop showing it. You're, yeah, stop you're it. jinxing us to, all, to oblivion. But. How do you not run that ball on... That last play of the game. On the last play of the uh, game? Yeah, when you're because, half. The, because of what happened at the at the half. Okay, but he checked into that. Like, okay, let, let's back up real quick. The reason that Brian Dable turned red was because uh, they had a pass play called. Tyrod Taylor, Tyrod Taylor, looked at the line and decided to check into a run play. That ends the half. Dude, Brian Dable looked like Roger Rabbit when he took a shot of that whiskey. <laughs> Yeah, that last five minutes, he gashed him for 30 yards on back-to-back rushes. By the way, without those two rushes, which are, you know, this going to Yeah, happen. what was it? It was like like 19 and then like 34, 33. No, it was back-to-back 30-yard rushes. And on that, that long drive where Puna yeah. Ford was in? Yeah. Uh, Anywho. Doesn't matter. He was, I know that you're wrong, but I'm not going to He argue. was under a yard and a half a carry without those two carries. Yeah. But, I love how, too, they're like the... Uh, what were the expected yards or whatever the case? Like, literally did a whole graphic before that drive. It literally and rips off, off two. 59 combined yards. But my point is, I mean, you went to the end zone, you pulled a pass interference penalty, it gets you to the one yard line. You're not going to win on another pass interference penalty. Like, yeah. the risk versus reward here, you're, they're not going to award you a touchdown if you pull another pass interference. So you're just going a half inch closer. If you can't run that ball with Saquon Barkley a yard, you don't deserve to win. Dude. If there is ever a, 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 a even from the one yard line, I get it. It's three feet, tush push all day. If you can't get one yard in the NFL, well, you, tush push is more like six inches, not one yard. I'm saying, I'm, 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 should, I, I, fair enough, but like, I'm you sorry, you should be able to get it with just a standard turn and hand the ball off play. Of course, but there's always the risk that someone's shooting the gap or there's a missed assignment, whatever the case. If you just put, you know, a rugby level scrum out there, like you say, I, I know everyone says it about the Eagles. Now all the other teams are adopting it, but like, I'm sorry, dude, it's one yard. That's that's way, game over. Brotherly shove, one of the greatest nicknames in sports history. Is that what it's called? You didn't hear that? Oh, brotherly shove! Oh, I love the brotherly shove. That is that's actually really good. No, but like if you're Matt Dable, and here is the thing that's a bit of a head scratch with Matt Dable, with Matt Dable or uh, Matt Dable, <laughs> <laughs> Brian Dable. Why did I call him Matt Dable? With Brian Dable, you have the upper. The game is in somebody's hands. Sure, you have Saquon Barkley, who's a top five draft pick are one of the best running backs in the league. And yes, he's coming back from a high ankle sprain, but he showed in that last couple of minutes that he was good to go. Sure. Do you want to put the game in his hands? Or do you want to put the game the game in the hands of Terod Taylor, your backup quarterback? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, if you're asking every Bills fan ever who's been in that situation for, what, five years during Terod's t- tenure? At the uh, in Orchard Park? Yeah, I think you want to give that to your your star franchise running back. Nothing against Taylor, but like I'm sorry, like that's what you're paying Saquon Barkley for, right? Like it would be like like the Bills are on the one yard line. Josh turns around and hands it off to Reggie Gilliam to try and win the game. Like, what are you doing? He'd convert. He's he's nasty. What He'd are convert. you? I know. I'm not saying he wouldn't convert. I'm just saying, like you know, even if he gets it, like hey, we got it. What were you thinking? Yeah. What were you thinking, I dude? Just... I'm getting stressed even just thinking about and like an untimed down on the one yard. Like you can't 
write that any like if i saw that on like a tnt movie <laughs> i'd be like this is the laziest writing i've ever seen untimed down on the one yard line the quarterback is the guy who you cut after he broke your drought right. and the head coach across the way was your offensive coordinator who grew up five minutes down the road daniel larusso's gonna fight <laughs> i mean look man it was great for drama can I be honest with you? I know you're not going to believe me. Sure. I never thought they were going to lose that game. Really? Even in that, there was not a minute. Good for you. Second during that game that I thought the Bills were going to lose it. Even on that last play, I was confident that they were going to. I mean, look, it's there's there's no way the Giants were going to do that. I mean, good for you. I was on the complete opposite side. No, of that. I know we were going back and forth. I've played two pieces of audio of you uh, probably not doing something well, sexual to yourself. Well, <laughs> well he, yeah, that's what. <laughs> You didn't get that initially? <laughs> no, of course they did, but now oh, I'm just... Oh, oh, No, but just the idea that... I, we'll talk about that later. Um, I'm, I am... I get burned a lot. I got trust issues. So after last week in London, after the, what, they go down and score in, what, three plays, four plays, something like that? Yeah. It's like, okay, we're back on track here. This was a fluke the whole time. We're just going to go, and now we're going to cover the spread in the last eight seconds of the game. Um. <laughs> But but to me, they didn't deserve to win that game because of everything that led up to it. I mean, say what that's just my opinion. You know, whatever the case, W's a no. W. I mean, that's fine. You don't deserve to win that game. But there were games that the Bills have lost recently where they deserve to win that game. Of course. So I'll or, take or, it. fair enough. So so to me, it was like another one of those things. Like the Bills don't feel like they deserve to win this game. When when Dawson Knox dropped that third down pass, oh my God. I thought to myself, like that's like that's Carmel. So it was so funny. <laughs> Caramel corn. Caramel. What was funny about that too is I some guy tweeted at me. He goes, "They're gonna go run, run, pass." And I go, "No, you idiot! They're gonna go run, 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 run the clock." And here we go, run, run, pass. Because I told you, but I tweet back at him. I'm like, "But it worked though. It was there. <laughs> he was wide open. Yeah, they well, just point yeah. it, point it, and then and and you know, I understand Tyler Bass had a rough night, but like <laughs> you know, two two from fifty plus. Way to miss your first two of the season. It is fifty oh, plus, man. so I don't fault the guy. But for sure. God's sakes, one of those would have been nice. Yeah, one I mean, uh, yeah. Oh man. You know what you're being right now? What's that? You're being a negative Bills fan. No, I'm not. You are being a negative I'm Bills fan. I'm not doing that. And I have told you about the craziest part of my London trip. Oh, no. Because, you know, we bounced all over the city. The game, as much as the results sucked, it was amazing fun. I'll tell you about the stadium. Right. Where you keep, you kept trying to order French fries, and they kept saying, we don't have French fries. They, we have chips. No, if you order fries, you get skinny little fries. Okay. If you order chips, you get what we know is French fries. Potato chips are crisps. Crisps. I right. write it on my hand. I would. <laughs> crisps equals chips. <laughs> fries equals little fries. But there was a man who sat in front of me in that game who might have ruined the whole experience had I not had to, like, have a word with him. And it got tense, bro, in London town. Okay. We'll get into it. Let's go Duffalo, the Odyssey app. We reach podcast. Game last night. Not on this show, apparently. Okay, no, I'm just saying, when there's reason to be optimistic, take it. But 
The worst kind of Bills fan, by far, hands down, is the guy that is only negative to be negative. And it got to the point where... Don't I, talk about Dad like that. I was almost taken to the Tower of London. That's how bad it got. Wow. And so, not even figuratively. It's Let's Go Duffalo, the Odyssey app, where we get your podcast. Uh, Ryan Duffy. Hello. My name is Pat Duffy. In just a little while, we'll get to what's making Ryan sad, which has been essentially this entire podcast so far. <laughs> uh, but before we get there, it's so good to be back from London. Miss is, it, you. is it really, though? Okay, so first off, I got you a souvenir what'd you get me uh this oh my gosh it's a queen bobblehead queen of England bobblehead i got it at a store that said britain's greatest gifts wow it was run by a bunch of people that didn't look british do you do you think there's a surplus of these now yeah uh, in fact there was like a giant well that there were fewer of those than the king of england bobbleheads he doesn't no seem very popular yeah. over there yeah. and then what's the prince that lives in america um that would be hair because there was like two of the other ones and then like a thousand harry's Gotcha. Also, don't think they like Harry. They're really much. trying to move those. Yeah. This says Great British Bobblehead. Yes, and now you got your own Queen England Bobblehead. Thank you. Appreciate it. You Going got right it. on my desk. I was trying to find the cheesiest English thing that I could find. I mean, it's Queen England. God save her. And she's a bobblehead. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to tell you, man, that game experience was one of the greatest Bills moments of my life. Yeah, we I you know we've we've caught up a bit, you know, here and there since you've been back. Uh but I haven't really gotten a whole deep deep dive on it. I'm glad you had fun. All right, so I'll get to the deep dive in a second, but we're going to start with the story of the gentleman in front of me because let me tell you something, Ryan. I think they call them lads. Uh well, he wasn't British. Oh. In fact, he's from our area. Oh, they call those guys jerks. Okay, well, uh he was he recognized me. Oh wow, no big deal. Okay, I'm just God. Like, can you go anywhere on this planet, hey, man? Pat? I'm just trying. I'm not right now. I'm, I'm Pat watching football. I'm uh, not Pat from the listen, radio. I'm just a guy. I'm just a guy. So he turns around and he's talking to me. Like, what are the odds? You're in London. You meet someone who listens to the break room, all that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So he goes, just a heads up, man. Sometimes I could be negative. I go, ah, yeah. can't we all? Well, it's cool, man. Can't and, we all, um, Derek? He wasn't wrong. <laughs> he was the most negative guy I've ever met in my life. Everything that happened that entire game, mm -hmm. he had something to say. And I think that he felt like we were like bonding. Sure. Because he only wanted to say the negative things to me. And Commis I'm a, commiseration, misery loves company, et cetera, so forth. But see, here's the thing. I'm the opposite of that guy. I am always looking for the brighter side when I'm watching Bill's games. Not to mention, I just flew 5,000 miles and I'm spending more money than I ever have in my life. Mm -hmm to be here for this game sure so you're not only to get recognized in the stands my gosh point, what a horrible horrible life the point i'm making is i'm not gonna be negative guy it's mm. not gonna happen okay throughout the game he keeps turning to me and saying something terrible this something terrible that sure you get what i'm saying yeah so he then decides that every negative thing that happens, he's going to turn around and he's going to tell me why it sucked and who sucks and everything sucks, right? And I'm not even kidding, man. Like, it just got to a point where it's like, all right, so I'm trying And they drive on the wrong side over here. It's, bro, I'm, I'm I'm doing everything I can to be patient with this guy. Mm -hmm. And I- How many levels of bus do you need? Okay, so it gets to a point where he turns around and he wants to say more negative things. And I've had it with the guy. I've sure. had it with the guy and I've been very patient. Mm -hmm. So I politely go, I go, hey, man, any negative stuff- that you got to say, point it in that direction. <laughs> and I point towards the field. And I think he took offense to that. Sure. Because he's like, well, you know, I'm just saying. It's what time. I go, yep, yep, that way. And every time he would try, I go, that. Yep. That way. That, that turn way. Around. And, and he's getting really mad. But I also could tell you, he's a little bit of a little guy. So he had the common sense to know that uh, if, which it wasn't going to, even though 
It got close. Mm -hmm. Like I turned to my wife next to me and I'm like, hey, something's got to happen here. Because if not, something's going to happen. Someone's calling the bobbies over here. But like he got so upset. Okay, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Not that it's here. He got so upset that like he stopped talking to me for the rest of the game, which was great. Oh, no. But was also kind of (laughs) funny. Yeah, like like, what did you think was like, oh, excuse me, sir. I'm sorry. I'd like to keep having this conversation that I asked you not to have with me the entire time. Yeah, I mean, you got to set boundaries, but that's a tough that's a tough scene. So here's the funniest part. Sure. Right. He's just getting madder and madder and madder. As the Turns out he's the king. <laughs> but what really pissed me off is when the thing, when things turned around in the fourth quarter, you know, the Bills pull back. They mm-hmm. had those two touchdown drives. They're striking. They're moving. All of a sudden, he's celebrating like it's the greatest thing in the world. Sure. Again, Never doubted him. Hey, hey, man. You don't earn. You didn't. You're not allowed to anymore. Sorry, buddy. And what bothers me about this guy is we've as bills fans we've seen the depths of how bad things can go sure right 17 years without the playoffs we watched cardale jones start a game cordale jones (laughs) for god's (laughs) sakes we're not in those times anymore i don't want to know how much money you spent to get here i do i know how far you traveled because you're from where i'm from because you we you know we we know each other Right. right 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 Why would you choose this moment? If there's any moment in your life to put the negativity aside, why would it not be this moment right now? Yeah, it's like crying in Disney World. Yes! What the (laughs) hell's wrong with you? So the funniest part, Ryan, the funniest part, he's from Rochester. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. This guy is from Rochester. When the Jags scored that touchdown with, what was it, like two minutes left? Or like three minutes left? Go ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He left. Really? He left the game early. In traffic? <laughs> what are you doing? I'll meet you at the gate, honey. At the no, plane gate. Nobody drove. <laughs> at Heathrow. You don't drive to the stadium. You can only take a train. You can only take a subway, the tube, to this yeah, game. I was going to say they call it the tube. He left the game early. <laughs> you flew 5,000 miles <laughs> to leave the game early. Oh, uh, that's funny. I will say this, man. That stadium is the most remarkable sports stadium I've ever been to in my yeah, life. Yeah, so you were talking a whole bunch of game about like, oh, I'm not going to go to the NFL experience, or I'm going to do something local, mm-hmm. or go to a pub, or whatever. Like, what was the what was the atmosphere okay, like? Okay, so here's what's cool about Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Sure. So, wow, you are you already got the exit. Tottenham Hotspur. Well, you know, public transportation is big there. Sure. So I did not see a parking lot at all. Mm-hmm. Like, there was nobody that drove to the game. In fact, the last, like, 500 yards before the stadium, they completely shut the street down so you can't even drive up to it. Interesting. That's so, a gra- I love that idea. So here's what's really cool. The tube that we took, it's a half an hour walk. What the, you mean the train? It's a half an hour walk <laughs> from where you get off. Mm-hmm. To where the stadium is. A half an hour it's walk? a half an hour walk. Wow. So the NFL puts up these banners along the way, and you're just taking a sidewalk the whole way there along a street, and it's like, you know, 30-minute walk, 25, 20, it counts you down. But right, along- Like you're in line for the Viper at it's, Darien Lake. It's exactly what it's like. But along the way, there are these little pubs. And what's unique about England, which I was unaware of, you're allowed to legally openly drink in the street. Mm. So you can just walk with a beer. Sounds like Orchard Park. <laughs> it is, but it's the whole city of London. So 
They have, I guess you would describe them as like walkthrough bars. Interesting. So like the building, one of the buildings we went through, the building looks old as hell. Like it's been around for hundreds of years, right? Mm -hmm. But it's like you walk in one side, you stand in line. There's like one table in there. They give you a beer and a plastic cup. Mm -hmm. You get it, you walk out, and there's like picnic tables on the outside. But I think the idea is as you're walking to the stadium, you go through the walkthrough bar, you get your beer, and you keep walking. Like a, like a drunk person's marathon? Yes, kind of. That's awesome. Yes. Did anyone like kind of like just jog through a little bit and just splash it on their face and keep going? No, because like you, there was a line, obviously, because there's lots of people uh, trying missed, to get missed beers. opportunity. But like along the way, there were probably like 10 to 15 pubs of all different sorts and sizes. Mm-hmm. So like we'd walk a little while, we'd stop, we'd get a beer, hang out, talk to people, walk a little while, stop at another place, get a beer, hang out, talk to people. It was really, really cool. Yeah, that sounds like the like the most fun bar crawl ever quite literally a bar crawl no it was i mean we I, we got to out in front of the stadium like three hours before kickoff mm-hmm. i wanted to get in an hour before and it exactly timed out that way wow. where like we took an hour and a half to just walk and drink and like take in the whole scene and it, it all looks like england yeah because well, because it is but i'm saying like you know you're not in america man they really did a number on this setup i swear it feels like we're in england if you go to canada and you walk around canada you wouldn't know you're in Canada if you live in America. You would know what? I'm saying it looks like America. Okay. England, there are parts of England that look like America. I, I see. This is like I an see. old town. Oh, okay. You know I what get, I'm saying? Like older point. area of England. Sure. The other weird part about it, mm-hmm. outside of the stuff that they had in the stadium, nothing to buy that was sports related. There were no <laughs> shops, no stands. Like, it was almost like England has a law where you're not allowed to sell merchandise outside of the stadium. No cheeky one-liner uh, screen print t-shirts? Bro, I had all of my money ready to buy all of the cheesiest, <laughs> like, Bill's knockoff stuff. They didn't even have, like, there weren't even, like, sporting goods stores in the half an hour leading up that was going to sell, like, merchandise. Because, you know, they play soccer there. Sure. Nothing. Yeah. That was very strange. That is, that's interesting. But this, huh. the stadium itself was jaw-droppingly beautiful. Really? Like, like breathtaking. Wow. The architecture is amazing. The inside of it is just like, wow, was the only way to describe it. So to that point, and I don't know if you're getting to this or not, but if that stadium is what the new Bill Stadium is being modeled after, mm-hmm. like that sounds pretty sweet. Yeah, I still don't like it though. I'd rather watch a game inside the stadium. After all that, it's gorgeous. It was. It was gorgeous. The architecture is just stunning. Oh, I just the the, the rose for, or the view from the five hundred is just picturesque. Mm-hmm. I don't want it. I want to go in your rock pile. My the four tickets I bought for that game mm-hmm. cost more than my season tickets for the season in euros. In Americans, how much quit? In Americans, let me say that again. <laughs> It costs more money to take my family of four to that, just for the tickets, face value I got them for, than it was for my entire season this year. That's a gimmick game, though. Come I on. You're not gonna, it's not going to be the same I don't know. with the new stadium. I don't know. I can't, it, I'm, don't get me not? wrong. I'm sure it'll be higher, and you have your, you know, uh, the, the licenses and all that jazz. But I'm just saying, you ask me where I'd rather watch a game, I'll watch it where it doesn't cost me an entire season of tickets to sure. watch one game. Sure. I'm, I agree with you there. So the weirdest part, the weirdest part. Oh, I'm sorry. Before I get there, the food was amazing. Sure. Inside the stadium. That's good to know. So they had every, well, I don't think we're going to have the same kind of food. Did they have salons? Uh, no, they didn't have salons. No, no Lenovo? So they have all different kinds of like, they had all different kinds of like cultural 
stands. You could buy ethnic food inside the stadium. Interesting. So my daughter's got a Mediterranean pizza, which was really good, by the way. It was good pizza. Sure. I got... The, uh, English is known, or the Britain's known for their Mediterranean pizza. Well, that's just it. My girls wanted it. I go, we don't, well, you don't want to get we British pizza. We flew all this way. To get pizza. <laughs> but it was good. I got samosas. Okay. And I got a curry fried chicken sandwich. Interesting. And it was so good. Love a good curry. But the mo- the weirdest part of this whole experience, however. So I get my beers, mm-hmm. and I get to my seat, and I'm looking around. No cup holder. What? No cup holder. And there's an English guy sitting near me that explains they don't sell beer for soccer games because it's already so wild. Interesting. Trying to keep the hooligans at bay. So I don't know if all of the drinking because of the pubs on the way to the stadium, like everybody's so drunk they don't want to continue to fill them full of alcohol. I don't know what the situation is Mm -hmm. there. But no beer. So they're just selling beer for these NFL games. So when halftime starts, I run upstairs. I get two more beers for the rest of the game before they stop selling it. So same rules as before, two limit. And so that's what I the, thought. Okay. That's what I thought. Because I go to the bathroom in the fourth, like right when the fourth's about to start. Kobe. They're still selling beer. They don't stop selling beer. Never. I bought a beer. They're on Greenwich Mean Time, baby. Right, and I bought a beer walking out of the stadium because you can carry it through Heck the street. Yeah. Which, in retrospect, was Road very, soda. It was very dumb where I could have walked and got one for like $3, for right? right? <laughs> but it was just such a unique opportunity to buy a beer and walk I out I want to pay it. $15 for this, please. <laughs> Thank you, sir. What kind of beer did they have? Uh, Nothing I reckon. Well, they had American beer. I was just like, give me, I just kept saying lager because they have so many options. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like if you you ask, ask for an L O G G E R. Yes, a logger. Please give me a man in uh, a flannel plaid. shirt yeah, <laughs> yeah, with flannel. a beard. <laughs> the most unique part of the whole stadium experience, outside of the architecture, outside of the beer, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. The souvenir shop, what they were selling inside that thing, because it's such a unique experience, NFL experience there. Yeah. So they have. Every little tchotchke, you know, NFL, Bills. So they sell regular Bills and Jags merchandise. They have great British bobbleheads of the Queen. <laughs> Did not get that at the stadium. I was not going to spend stadium money on you. <laughs> they had a section of the most high-end memorabilia I've ever seen. Okay. They were selling autographed, authentic Josh Allen and Trevor Lawrence jerseys. Wow. In the thing. And people were buying them. Autographed, authentic NFL footballs from all the stars of both the teams that were going to be there. People were lined up buying full, authentic helmets autographed by these people. Like, Dang. the amount of money these Brits were willing to spend, unless they were Americans that were going to bring it back, but it was more expensive there. Sure. I mean, Ryan, we're talking like $4,000 autographed, authentic jerseys. And these people are like, yes, please, I'll take it. Thank you. Oh, take foe, please. But they just have them hanging up. More? It was a- <laughs> It was the most insane, unique thing I've ever seen in my life. That's interesting. I mean, I get, like, again, like those, ga- I, don't, I, I don't mean to say gimmick in a bad way, no, but it it's was, a gimmick game. It was a gimmick know? for them. Like, right. Well, the other strange part about it is, like, you know, so we stayed, it took us about 20 minutes, 30 minutes to get off the train to where the stadium was. Do you okay. understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, everything in London's within nine miles, but it takes 45 minutes to get everywhere. Okay. I've never seen, bro, I've driven in New York, I've driven in LA, I've driven in Atlanta. I have never seen traffic like I've seen in London. Really? It was bananas. Wow. Took forever to get everywhere. I mean, I bet, the, I mean, I don't mean to assume, but seeing as how old that, you know, area is, I can't imagine the infrastructure is built up, built very well for you know, modern day uh, transportation modes. Possibly. But you bring up the gimmick idea of it. I assumed that the NFL, because the NFL owns day of the week here, sure. dominant. Everybody 
watches football. Yeah. Even if you're a casual fan. I assume because of all the press that the NFL gets here, that the NFL going to London would be a big deal for the people in London. Mm -hmm. So like at my hotel, I'm walking around in my Bills jersey on Sunday and not a single British person is saying anything to me about it. Sure. So one of the guys who works at the hotel, really nice guy, he goes, so what are you doing here? What's the plan? (laughs) And I go, we're going to the... Well, why is that funny? Well, you're walking around in a Bills jersey and the guy's like, hey, Jeff, what are you doing here? He had no idea what that was. (laughs) He didn't know what that was. They didn't know the NFL at all. And he, I go, I'm here for the Bills game. And he goes, Bills? And I go, football. And he goes, they played yesterday. And he thought I was talking about, like, European football. Sure. And I go, no, 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 the NFL. And he goes, oh, they're here? <laughs> and he looks at his buddy who works. And these are all, like, young guys, like, in their yeah. mid-20s who would be the ideal NFL fan in yeah, America. The target of, and even even hosting it over there, yes. I could say like they're probably going to be targeting the young sports fan. They didn't know that the build, the NFL was there that weekend. They didn't know the NFL had been there the weekend before. Clueless. I mean, it is a world's capital. Outside of the stadium area, mm-hmm. I did not see a single advertisement, sign, nobody cared. Wow. I mean, they stole the stadium out. It was amazing. I met lots of Brits that were going to the game, walking along the way inside the stadium. Everyone was super cool. But outside of like that group of people that really cared about it, mm-hmm. nobody cared. I mean, in fairness, they probably have other things to do, like solve mysteries or whatever they do over there. It was just weird to be in a place where football didn't matter because hmm. I've never in my life been to that place before yeah especially on game day you know what i'm saying yeah no i know what you mean and you know what it made me feel like you know those people that are like like die hard like minor league soccer fans yeah yeah you know like rochester rhinos back in the day like Mm -hmm. they had the season tickets and they have the jerseys and the scarf they got the 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 back window flags that like you're gonna accidentally roll down your back window and the thing's gonna go flying (laughs) on 390 yeah like you know they wear their jersey to work it's it's match day i felt like that guy like i I was like insecure like well what have what have i done with my life where these people have no idea what's happening here right you're weird if you're not that person in america and these people could not give a crap less and the nfl goes to all of this you know pomp and circumstance and all this crazy stuff quite literally yeah and they did not care yeah i mean that's an interesting point you know like i don't think you could get you can't you can't land in any airport in the united states and not see someone wearing a hat or a shirt either representing the local team or at least like some other team you know what i mean some green bay packers or whatever the case nothing it was insane totally insane that's interesting i didn't like it I mean, yeah, I bet it's a bit, you know, uncanny. And, like, I loved London. London was awesome. Everyone was cool. There was lots of stuff to do, obviously. It's like, sure. like you said, it's a world capital. Mm-hmm. But I had no way to watch NFL games while I was over there. The Sabres opened up the season. I had no way to watch that game yeah, while I was you, over there. You didn't miss much. I understand. I couldn't watch any college football. Like, American sports were, like, dead to me, mm-hmm. and it was driving me insane. They call it university football. Get it. I'm not giving you any more on that. All right. All right, so the Bills game on Sunday night, you get out of it with a win. No matter how it happened, a win is a win is a win. Sure. That being said, there was a little bit of a kerfuffle that went down in the third quarter. Uh Uh-oh. And one man wasn't going to stand to see his linemen Mm -mm. get pushed around. Not today, baby diapers. We'll get into it. Let's go, Duffalo. We'll find out what making Ryan said here on the podcast. Odyssey app, where we get your podcast. Kids of 
fighter, no doubt about it. Sure. I mean, it's not shocking based on the way that he plays ball. Duke's up, but I don't know what you're supposed to do here because as cool as it was to see, uh, that's a lot of money flying in there. Sure. And even the head coach, when asked about it Monday morning, didn't really know how to respond. Hmm. So let's go, Duffalo, the Odyssey app. Where we get your podcast. He's Ryan Duffy. Hello. My name is Pat Duffy. And if you listen to the podcast, you know what time it is. We're about to find out what is making Ryan sad. I don't think it's appropriate for me to take the check down here. You know, I think I can very easily continue on how the performance of the Bills on Sunday night uh, is making me feel a little bit under the emotional weather. Um, however, something that has continued to carry on and has continued to make me, make me sad from last week on top of that, too, is the story that Bill's legend Andre Reed, <laughs> while out at an appearance, this is not funny, this is sad. It was in London. I know. Yeah. While out at an appearance, I think for the Bills. <laughs> His hotel room is broken into, and among the items t- stolen from him, his Hall of Fame ring, other jewelry, shoes, purses, clothing, and his passports. Now, granted, he was able to acquire emergency passports, but as of today, as of the recording of this show, the quote from the U. <laughs> this says here. As of Thursday, no further details as to law enforcement's response to the case have emerged beyond Reed saying that the police in the United Kingdom are, quote, on it. Well, they are on No, they're not on it. They're on it. On it. On it. Oh, I, okay. Look, man. So, yeah, that to me, like, say what you will about Andre Reed and, you know, whatever the case. But for you to, to go across the world for your former employer only to have something that is... I, I I can only assume one of your pri- most prized possessions sure, yeah. stolen out of your room. Uh-huh. I mean, on here, he said uh, his words were that he felt violated, um, feeling unsafe and violated. Like, mm. that's that's messed I up, understand. man. I understand. Uh, if that had happened to Thurman, I'd be right next to you. Oh, yeah. If it had happened to Bruce, I'd be right next to you. Oh, gosh. Here we come with young Pat holding the grudge. A young Pat and slightly older, but still young Pat. Sad Pat and little baby Pat. Okay, look, man, don't be dick to everybody and maybe bad things don't happen to you mm. just saying just saying you stole that stuff didn't you I'm the- you were over there <laughs> no i'll show you andre for riding off in that golf cart instead of giving me a, a, a autograph all you had i was a kid i was like four years old man yeah. i was like four years old i was the only one around you just had to turn and sign your name and you told me no yeah that's messed up you told me no even did, did you see that video of dan marino when he was in buffalo no so uh obviously when the bills were playing the dolphins and you know a couple weeks ago i saw it the other day where dan marino's like walking out of his hotel and he's got some like handler with him or whatever and there's all these different dolphins fans like holding stuff up and, he, and like as he's walking up to the crowd he goes i'm not signing all that i'm not signing all that i'll sign it for the kid you know i'll sign the little kid stuff nope not doing it not gonna do that sorry and then just walks away it's like a five second clip of him just being like nope by the way another notorious dick <laughs> yeah he's a jerk all right uh so kerfuffle in the third quarter monday night or yeah. excuse me sunday night in that game and i mean it looked like it was the emotions of a chippy game just boiling over sure real quick sidebar before we get to that did you see the interaction between Dave Bull and McDermott after the game. No, I didn't. I was too busy uh, trying to tear my face out of my hands. They didn't even look at each other. 
They just shook hands and walked away. Handshake, the, like the quickest. They even look at each other. The table goes and gives Josh Allen a big hug. So all of those uh, rumors of animosity. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's starting to body look- language wise kind of looked like it. Right. I mean, I guess like, yeah, I was going to say that's a tough loss right there. You know, you saw, um, you know, the human cherry Tootsie pop that is uh, Brian Dable <laughs> throw down his headset and, you know, do okay, all but that that, I mean, but McDermott also wanted no part of that handshake. Like McDermott is usually I'm someone not dis- who stops. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you. Like even my, what was it, Mike McDaniel. So I respect the, the whatever out of you, man. Like, like even they shared some like you know some moments. But yeah, no, I I, I don't disagree with you. Um, but yeah, that is funny for him to be like, "Oh, right, cool, see ya." Oh, Josh. Oh, Josh. How are you? Oh, great game. Not really, but cool. So going back to that kerfuffle in the third quarter, yeah. right? You got Deion Dawkins involved. You got Spencer Brown involved. Spencer Brown ends up getting hurt yeah. in everything that happens. Yes. Yeah. So quick sidebar. They take forever to sort all the penalties out, mm-hmm. right? And then after 10 minutes, they announced that three Giants players committed personal fouls. Yep. And one Bills player, Deion Dawkins, committed a personal foul. Yep. How does that offset? I'm with you. I'm entirely with you there. I'm not saying compounding, but if you have more personal fouls than the other team on a on a single play, yeah, yeah you can offset one of them. That's fine. You got <laughs> time served for that one. It's like... 45 yards and personal fouls on one side, 15 on the other. The math just don't work to me. It doesn't. It, it, that, to me, I think needs to be addressed and, at a league level. And if you knew that they had each committed, each team had committed personal fouls, why did you take 10 minutes to figure it all out? Oh, I'm sure at that point, like, you know, they're trying to figure out the numbers for the fines. Okay, but know? the NFL can go back and do that later. That's a good point. Like, we sat and watched for 10 minutes. We all knew that they were going to offset. We all knew that there were penalties on both sides. So, like, what the hell are we doing here? Yeah. This is the stupidest thing. Yeah, I'm I'm with you that that was, you know, and, and on top of that, too, like, obviously the Bills ended up cashing in, but, like, that that felt like a oh great we charged all the way yeah. down the field and like here's a stupid momentum killer that's going to you know keep us out of the end zone and it was looking like that too after that uh what, what was it uh, second down run from the one and you lose two yards why are we shotgun run shotgun run with Latavius. come on man I'm with you. I, here's the thing man I it's gonna take a lot for me to and I hate to go back to that game so uh, I'm just here gonna, we go here we go I'm again. just gonna say this one time. I am not going to be. I hate you so much. What? Go ahead. There's. I, I think it's a really easy take to be like Ken Dorsey, offensive coordinator. Insert name here. Like you know, we got to get rid of him. Whatever the case. Like I'm sorry. I have a very high threshold for uh for that. You're being the guy in London in front of me. You're being I'm not. No, I. I'm saying I have a very high threshold. But but, but to me, I don't say, like. I think like once you see that something's not working, it seems like you're ice skating uphill a little bit. Okay. Stop. Stop trying to force the shotgun run because it doesn't work. So the most surprising part of that melee, yeah, uh, when Spencer Brown is getting pushed around mm-hmm. out of nowhere, that, rhymed. that was nice. Out of nowhere, like a red rocket from the sky, <laughs> Josh Allen throws a shoulder into some defensive lineman. Get some. Now he did nothing, by the way, because like I mean, Josh tried, mm-hmm. but even a man as large as Josh Allen has no shot of moving a three hundred fifty pound human being. I I it's so yeah, you know he came flying in all that. I looked at that, though, as, like, you know, when you got a little bit of a Donnybrook going on and, like, the two veterans just going, like, locked sweaters. And they're just, like, they're just keeping each other occupied. Like, we're not getting involved in this, but we're just going to act like we're doing something. I'm not accusing Josh of, kind you know, of, you being a pigeon. Argue. but I, I don't know, man. Like, he got it. He put his body in there. If that guy would have reacted, he would have been in the fight, too. Yeah. 
Do we like fighting Josh? I like fighting Josh, but I also don't like fighting Josh. I don't like to Good be take. A, Great I, don't, take. I don't, I don't mean to be such a, a fence sitter on that. I love the fact that he has fight in him and that he's willing to go, um, you know, stand up for his teammates. I think that's just a good teammate move. But also, too, I think like I'm not I don't think you're going to get like cold cocked and like get knocked out. But also, too, it's like I don't need you to I don't need a penalty. I don't need an extra penalty. Well, yeah, one. You worry about ejection. You worry about injury. Exactly. You know, like, I mean, Kyle Allen did fantastic, but I don't want to see him throw the ball. That was the worst two and a half <laughs> minutes of my life, man. Did you hear, dude, I, on the, obviously you, you weren't there. So like on the broadcast, like you could hear like as Kyle Allen's breaking the huddle for his like second play there. Cause he only played two plays, right? Mm-hmm. Kyle Allen breaks the huddle and you hear the stadium just explode and cheer. <laughs> yeah, I did when he was running I'm like, Josh got out of the blue tent. It's like, yeah! <laughs> and like, I swear, he came running onto the field with his nice long locks. He's got great hair this season. He's jump, He's running on the field. I, I know he had his helmet on, but I just pictured him without his helmet. <laughs> Oh man, two that was that was that. crazy. But I do I do like fighting. Oh, which is go back to the Kyle thing real quick. Two, yeah, three, two, one. You're right. That has to be super dejecting as the quarterback. They <laughs> know that that pop is because Josh is coming back. <laughs> two. He actually finally got real time. Yep, and they still didn't let him throw a pass. Well, of course, they're not going to let him throw a pass. Are you kidding me? It's if it was third down, I could see it. But at that point, I'm sorry, you play in field position. You got to get that ball. Okay, out of but there. three. How did the Giants, with Kyle in the game, allow nine yards rushing on two plays? How did you not know they were yeah, running right. that you ball back to back that play? You, uh, that box should have been so stacked. I, yeah, like can you just let Kyle Allen beat you? Right, like you're moving out of the dorms. <laughs> okay, so even McDermott going back to fighting Josh is kind of sending a mixed message. Mm. I would like to read you a quote from Monday morning about what had happened with Josh in the fight. Yeah, please do. He knows he's got to be smart, but I'll say this. We're not backing down either. I don't want our guys backing down, but 17 in particular needs to be smart. He needs to let everyone else fight for him, and he stays in the back. Mm. Take a seat, Josh. So I don't want Josh fighting, but I like that our guys are standing up for themselves. And I'm going to compliment him for that. But, Josh, you shouldn't be doing that. But, hey, way to go. Don't back down. It sounds like McDermott and I have the same take. Yeah, you know what? That there is no take? If you have both takes, you don't have a take. No. I'm not, no. What I'm saying is, I okay, so my takes in order are, I do not like that Josh fights. I do not like them, Sam. I am. Right. I like the fact that the Bills are not going to back down from a fight and get pushed around. Mm-hmm. Those are my takes. All right. So... I don't get the whole, we're not going to back down. Who does? Okay, but no, 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 no. I'm saying I don't like that take because there isn't a need to not to not back down. What do you, I don't know. I don't All you're doing you're is risking penalty. Tom and, Petty over there. <laughs> all you're doing is risking penalty and injury by, quote, not backing down. Sure. Right? Yeah. Because, like, let him shove you. Is that, is it, that, that, that that's not going to cost you yardage? Well, when you already got one, you may as well stack them up because they're all going to offset. Good point. Good point. <laughs> but no, the but injury. No, but the Bills would have picked up an automatic first down had Deion Dawkins not continued not to do what he done. was doing. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Look, I get it. I get it in the moment. Emotion gets the best of you. I, I don't understand on the back end a coach like McDermott, especially a coach like McDermott. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're not going to back down. We're not going to. What does it hurt you? To take that shot and just walk away. Well, I think there's obviously like the mental aspect of like getting walked over. Okay, and and, and to that point, hey, too, if you're playing tennis, fine. You get to go hit them in the mouth in the next play. 
What, the tennis ball? No, you idiot. Here, like, if I'm Deion Dawkins, I have the opportunity to line up against that guy that just messed with me and literally smash him in the mouth. Right, for a two-yard loss. The, um, the uh, To that penalty or that whole kerfuffle, as you put it, yes. and typed out, um, I th- I think that call on Dawkins was weak. I agree. The 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 call and maybe something happened after the scrum, like when they showed the replay of what got you know Ukunamakapio, however you pronounce his last name, uh, what what that started between Dawkins and him, like playing at to the whistle. It appeared either he was on his way down, whatever the case. Like trust me, I wouldn't want a three hundred pound man falling on top of me too. It's not what I heard. Eh. I I oh, understand. Oh, oh. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> um, yeah, I would be upset about that too. I mean, you're getting pancaked at the end of the game or end of a play. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, the, the two uh, penalties against Spencer Brown at that point. Like, I'm sorry, that's garbage. Like, those shouldn't offset. All right, look, I don't mean to laugh at a Bills player's misfortune. It was kind of funny. Like, Spencer Brown gets shoved and flies backwards, and he gets up. Like, okay, we're done, and he gets shoved again. Shoved again, dude. That's like the most like demoralizing thing in the world. You get you get yourself up after being knocked down, only to be knocked down immediately again. Yeah, but like in front of a whole bunch of people, right. and then and- hurt yourself. <laughs> Terrible. I mean, I hope he's okay. Like that would be Same. a legitimate pro. Look at you all. This. Ah, Same though. Seriously. Oh, I mean, I hope he. I hope he can still play. He's the starting right tackle. That's what I mean from a football standpoint. Not having, and that's what I mean about the whole "don't back down" thing. Like you know, hey, great, Spencer Brown didn't back down. If he misses games, well, actually, he he did back down. No, twice. he didn't intentionally back down. He was back at the down. Honestly, <laughs> and I I'm gonna disagree with you because I think Spencer Brown, who I think in the in the past has shown. Um, I guess an inability to be measured in those kinds of situations. He's taken some bonehead, you know, personal fouls there. He was very measured in the in the whole scrum, as if he was trying to bait the doll or the uh, the Giants rather into committing personal fouls. So, and then he received two of them. He drew two of them. Okay. Um, but yeah, no. So I actually commend him in that kind of situation. Yeah. Did you commend him when he was watching the rest of the game from the sideline because he got hurt? Well, of course. Like, yeah that that's a a, a bad bounce to to him. In my opinion. Okay, but look, you you have the risk of getting hurt every single play. Why compound that risk afterwards? Just get the hell out of there. Yeah. Just get the hell out of there. Turn no, around. Don't touch me. <laughs> I know. You, you want to be tough or you want to win games? No, 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 no. Speaking of winning games, the Bills are going to see one of the worst teams. It is back-to-back worst teams in the league. Oh. Did not go well against uh, everything Sunday night. But I'm here to tell you, I, I, like I said before, everything is fine. And there are several reasons why we should be looking forward to Sunday big time. Okay. We'll get into it next. Let's go Duffalo, the Odyssey app, where we get your podcast. Too worried. Everything is fine, and we are going to have a blast on Sunday when the Bills take the field again. Jeez. I've been taking a note from your wife and drinking my Earl Grey, putting some cucumbers over my eyes, dipping them in salt, and having a nice little salty snack. Ah, oh. plus double du- salt. Let's go, Duffalo. The Odyssey app. Maybe get your podcast. Uh, like, subscribe. All the ratings help. Sure, a ton. Totally. <laughs> sure. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. yeah no, I, I've, I'm told that positive reinforcement helps your ratings. Also, not doing a solo show on your porch with a twelve dollar microphone. You put how much you spend on that microphone? Ten bucks. <laughs> Heard every moment of it too. Oh please, um, yeah, no, I'm. I don't regret it. And you're just lucky I didn't do the theme song acapella. 
thought about it. Maybe I should have. Honestly, Brian may may have been less critical. Man, could you n- let it go? One tweet of a guy who actually loves the show. I'm just saying. A lot of people saw that, Brian. A lot of people's wives and children <laughs> saw that that tweet. <laughs> Some of which can't read, so they had to, it had to be read to both of them. <laughs> Bills take out the Patriots 1 o'clock on Sunday. You want the weirdest stat of the uh, season? Sure. This game on Sunday mm-hmm. will be the last Bills 1 o'clock Sunday game yeah. until New Year's Eve. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty pretty crazy. They are in 425 or primetime games for the rest of the season, well, at least until New Year's Eve. That Dolphins game is the only one that isn't scheduled yet. That could be a Sunday 1 o'clock game. Sure, yep. But if there's a lot riding on it, probably not. Yep. So uh, the Bills are playing. They're opening as an eight and a half point favorite on the road. I'm shocked it's that small. I mean, I'm not after after Sunday. That Patriots team is terrible mm. with a capital T. Sure, they are averaging. Is a, it the beginning of the sentence? Because those are usually no middle sentence. That's how terrible. They are. Oh wow, that bad. Yeah, the Patriots are averaging eleven points per game which yep. by far is the worst in the league. <laughs> oh, I hate to laugh. Oh, no, but laugh I don't. All you want. But I don't. The defense is decimated by injury. They've yep. gotten blown out, blown the F out yep. multiple times. Back-to-back, back, uh, Bill Belichick's worst losses in his career. Yep, it was great. And they have no answer. There's no. There's nothing you can do to stop the bleeding if yep. you're Bill Belichick. Yep. There is nothing to worry about when it comes to this game on Sunday. <laughs> also, that's how confident I am. Yeah, there's nothing to worry about. That's audio from last week that he just inserted into this week's show. Uh, no, I was worried about this game. And, and when we were, when I was broadcasting from London and we were doing the break in the break room, I told you I thought that was a trap game and I was worried about it with Dable and Tyrod Taylor potentially starting. Mm. I have no qualms about this game. On top of all the stuff we just mentioned, the Bills have owned the Patriots the last five years. Yeah. The only win they've had, if I'm not mistaken, was that wind turbine Hurricane game, game, yeah. Where their starting quarterback attempted three passes. Or tornado game, yeah. yeah. Remember when Mac Jones made the Pro Bowl his rookie year and people tried to say he was better than Josh Allen? And he hit that gritty going into the end zone, too. Remember that? Yeah. It was all downhill from there. Oh, man. I'd, I Like, how the turntables. You ain't kidding, man. You ain't kidding. Like, isn't that a lesson for all the hot takes that you've had today about how bad the Bills' offense has been? What, me? Yeah. How quickly we forget or how quickly we all have these takes that, oh, my God, look what happened. Instant breakdown. It has to be this bad. I am I feel like I'm just looking at it from an analytical perspective of, like, trying to notice a trend and not be oblivious to it. Mm-hmm. But as far as, like, Mac Jones, like, his rookie season... I don't think those takes were bad at the time. They were like, obviously, takes. they age like milk. No, but... they were terrible because he wasn't doing anything. He was just running a system. But the thing is, though, if he is, um, if if he is performing passively as a rookie, he was a rookie that season. Yeah, it was first year. Yes, if he's performing passively enough to where he's going to make the Pro Bowl, or you know, I don't know if he was an the Pro Bowl was like a case. seventh. Alternate. Of course, and I'm sorry, we need to get. A, I think we've talked about this before, but like, I really hope that Pro Bowl appearances are not baked into contracts still because oh, like, they absolutely are. That's garbage. Then I'm sorry, that's entirely fan voted. Like I could see all pro. Yeah, like, but fine. hold on, but fan vote benefits the team. I mean, if fans want that person in the Pro Bowl, they're probably likely to buy their jersey and go see them fair enough right i mean no you want a guy that's getting fan votes yeah. on your team i yeah all right maybe i gotta think through that argument a little bit more yeah, how about all of them um, so uh yeah no i stand by the mac jones uh, takes at that his rookie season and then even last year you there were apologists of like he doesn't have any type of offensive uh presence on the team but this year i'm sorry man like it's pretty 
pretty rough. And those who are on YouTube, if you guys uh, are familiar with Brett Coleman, he did a fantastic breakdown of the issues in New England around Mac Jones, around the team, and around Bill Belichick. It's a really good watch. It's just, but it makes me laugh how other people are willing to make excuses for this kid. Why? He was never spectacular. Is there a play that stands out in your head that Mac Jones has ever made where you're like, wow, I, I do not remember that play. Yeah. We've watched that kid play twice against us for three straight years. There was that uh, uh, dime toss that he had in the wild card game that got picked off by Micah Hyde. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm being sincere when I say this. Mm-hmm. I don't believe I've ever seen a play that Mac Jones made where I was like, wow. I, I mean, thinking back, I mean, nothing stands out too. But again, like I go back to the arguments of like, it was his rookie season, you know, that's interesting that like he can maybe, or not interesting, I guess that, that's not the right word. Like he's uh, not going to be showing everything. He's still developing. And then last year, the apology side of it, where it's like, okay, like he can't make plays because he has no, uh, mentor than this year, just straight booty cheeks. No, but even as, I mean, look, you should even in your rookie year have a couple of plays where you're like, wow, like there, think about this. Yeah, yeah we'll get to it. Ryan has found breaking news. Yeah, I have. I know, I know. I, we'll get there. I'm trying to, I'm doing the Air Force signals and I you're not picking you. up on anything. I, I got, I know exactly what you're doing. I will get you there. Let's do it now. Let's pause this conversation. Sure. Breaking news, which won't be breaking when you hear this podcast. I didn't even think about that. You idiots. God, why do you not just trust my instincts on what I do for a living? What do you got, Ryan? Uh, it turns out that the running back, uh, I should say veteran runner, running back, playoff Lenny Fournette visiting with the Bills and is expected to sign if the meeting goes well. So when you hear this on Wednesday or Thursday. Wednesday or Thursday? What do you have, got going on? You'll have known for a day or two that he has signed with the Bills. <laughs> We're in the middle of a discussion and Ryan wanted to do breaking news for a show that you're not listening to live. All right. I'm sorry. I didn't think it all through. I just got excited as a human being why, me. why are you excited oh i said that there's like breaking news i guess but but to that point oh, obviously yeah damien harris like that's, yeah uh, yeah he must be done for the season thank god he's okay yeah no seriously i saw that he was expected if he's not already out he was expected to be released from the hospital yeah but, what they say next strain and a concussion something like that dude i'm so oh, man i hate to go back to it but like that that had to have been the most triggering thing in the world yeah, for no kidding, Hamlin. yeah no like kidding. seeing him on the sideline like you know just head in his hands like holy crap like that's got to be terrifying and on top of that too like i was genuinely worried like i'm sure obviously everybody was but like it wasn't a demar hamlin situation where um you know he he took the hit and then like got up and immediately like collapsed mm -hmm. right or i guess maybe and that's it was kind of similar to that is what i mean to say where it wasn't like one of those like you get a pop in your in your head or your neck area and you just collapse to the ground. Like mm -hmm. we've seen that, you know, unfortunately dozens of times. This was like looking at Damian Harris, like he he took the hit and then like obviously went down, play was over, and you could see him move around for at least a little bit and then like kind of collapsed again, yeah. like didn't move. And then you saw the training staff like tapping his leg and yeah, stuff like that. I'm assuming good. looking for feeling or all that. Like I hate to bring the show down, but like. Yeah, that was great. We had a nice mech conversation going. We did breaking news that won't be breaking news. And now you want to talk about a guy who is okay, thank God. But we all thought that something terrible had happened. Grandma died when I was in seventh grade. You, you want to talk about that? Remember that kill, time you killed the dog? Don't even go there. Don't even go there. 
Oh, you're the worst. <laughs> I didn't kill the dog. You're the kid. absolute I did not worst. Accidentally leave. There's kind. Of, I'm not gonna get it. So I'm not gonna get in into it. Cold. But just know that things are not as they're being portrayed here. I'm not gonna get into it. But you know, that's that's that. Stop that with the music. Um, no, great news that Damian Harris is is you know expected to be out of the hospital. Okay, pretty I'm gonna soon. I'm gonna try and get this train back on the track. Oh yeah, please. Does Belichick get fired at the end of this season? I don't. I don't see a, a universe where that happens. What if they only get to three wins, which is very feasible? He would. He would. If there's anyone in the National Football League who has been provided an opportunity to resign or be provided, Joe Gettleman was able to resign after being like the worst uh, okay, well, GM yeah. in history. If they tell him either you resign or so, you're okay. Fired. Well, I you know words matter. So if you're saying he's going to get fired, no, I don't see that. Is he? going to no longer be the coach of the of the New England Patriots in 2024 I think there's a likelihood that that's going to be the case I could see him saying fire me he seems like that kind of guy. That's like, oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna resign. I'm that was a re- that was a really good Belichick. Thank you. I've been listening to Belichick. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna resign. I'm not gonna let you do that. Wow. I'm not, I'm not even being. No, like I know. A jerk I do here. a really good Belichick. Wow. It's a gravelly voice that I've, you know, we're on a Buffalo, and that's what we're gonna think about for this week. Sure. He doesn't. I, I, I've been reading a lot of articles this week. It's like the, as it's setting in for people just recently, which again is bananas to me. Mm-hmm. That people didn't realize he's been a fraud this entire time. Sal Capaccio's been on the beat for what seems like a decade. Fighting people on Twitter left and right. Keeping those dukes up. Go get him, Sal. So, like, after all we've seen with him as the general manager and the head coach. Let's say you get to three wins, four wins, five wins. Sure. The the Patriots need a quarterback. Yeah, of course, yeah. Do you want him making that decision? Uh, I mean, that, well, his draft pedigree has not really been great. No, no. Even when the Patriots were really, really good, they drafted terrible. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, like even if you have all of the pieces in place, you don't have the greatest quarterback of all time to bail you out year over year over and, year. And the roster that he's built as the general manager the last three, four years, it's putrid. It's yeah. putrid. So now you're going to bring a rookie into that situation where mm-hmm. he has total autonomy and control over absolutely everything. Yeah. And then let's say you even make the right decision. Let's say you make the right choice and you pick it. He's in his 70s, right? Isn't he going to be 80 soon? Yeah. Did you check that real quick? Ryan's Googling. He's not going to be around long enough to see that project all the way through. Do you want your franchise quarterback to have to switch coaches with the next two? Because as soon as he hits that wins record, if he hits that wins record, Mm -hmm. he's done, right? He's just here for the record. You think so? I think, yeah. What else is he here for? He's not... In the AFC East, he's not competing for a championship. Let's be real here. Yeah. He's not competing for an AFC East championship. And I was going to say, too, like, yeah, the drafting hasn't been fantastic for New England, yes. But, like, it's not even, like, their salary cap situation is not even great either. No, it's They're, not. like, number five, of, I mean, available cap this season. I get it. But, like, I'm sorry. There are better teams that have way more cap space than you do. Well, you remember he was complaining in the offseason, you know, like uh, that they are, they're having to pay players market value now. Like, oh, welcome to what the NFL is, you idiot. Right. He's uh, he's 71 years old. 70. OK. Yeah. So he's not going to be around much longer. Can't imagine it. Does how he, long? How old did Marv Levy or how old did Marv? Well, he was 147, but Marv Levy, 147 years old. It's hard to tell because everybody <laughs> looked 80 in the early 90s. Like, right. Marv Levy could have been 37 coaching that team. Right. Gotta hurry, gotta hurry, gotta hurry. That's chicken. It's chicken, Bob. <laughs> that hat. That Mar- like, Marv Levy could wear the hell out of a hat. Put that on a t-shirt. Sell the bill <laughs> show. 
Does Belichick deserve to ride off into the sunset under his own terms? I think so, yeah. Why? As much as it pains me to say that. I mean, he's the, uh, the, what at this point the second most winningest coach. Yeah, with the best quarterback in the history of okay, the world. I'm not going to argue with your asterisk, but at the same time, like if you're asking just the general and football. And he's the third, I thought. Is, is he, he okay, fair, oh, Yeah, okay, let's, whatever, top five. Um, Maybe he might be second, I don't know. The, I hate you so much. I mean, I'm just thinking out loud. The yeah, I think he's earned the right to be able to go out on his own terms, but like Brady, Shane style. Brady, he runs Brady out of town. We know that's the thing that happened, yeah, right? Yeah. Brady goes and wins the Super Bowl without him. Mm-hmm. From the moment that Brady left, he's been a disaster. If we talk about his career without Brady, right? For he's under 500 as yeah. a head coach. Yep. He has made the playoffs twice. Mm-hmm. He's got one playoff win, and he's got blown the f out by Buffalo the other time that he made the playoffs. Yeah. Right. Like that's your career. How many head coaches? Because mm-hmm. he would have had a decade of coaching without Brady between Cleveland and New England, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. How many NFL head coaches would we have a losing record 10 years in and only have been fired once? If you, I mean, I, I, mean, I don't know. Um, none. But, the answer is none. Oh, find sure, me, find yeah. me a coach that coached in one spot for 10 years. With a losing record, yeah, but it didn't you, get fired. Okay, that's fine, but I'm sorry. That's that's a that is not you, that asterisk that you're adding there is a giant one. It's not that's an a- six rings, uh, six world championships. How many playoff appearances without Tom Brady? One. Yes, one. Well, two playoff appearances. Like well, one in Cleveland, one in New England. Oh yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, no, okay. no, no division titles without him. Okay. But, but nevertheless, I mean, like it's not, I'm, I'm not going to argue it. Don't make me into you're the a Bill Belichick de- apologist. You're the one that says he deserves to ride off in the sunset. And I'm trying to figure out why. I definitely think that he does deserve to. I don't want him to, but, ne- but nevertheless, no, I, would much rather, I want to see him stay around. I want to watch him get kicked around. I'm having a blast watching this. Season. Oh, but you're saying on his own terms to where he's not going to get fired. Like, well, no, I think he's, he's earned that right. Like he's going to coach as long as he wants to coach, whether that's in new England or not. Not, there's going to be a team oh, yeah, know, that's going to be that. like you know like Chicago will call uh you know uh LA Chargers will call uh the Falcons may even call no, I think the Chargers are the spot I think yeah. that's the way I mean if 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 he go if they make if they break with New England mm-hmm. the Chargers is where he ends up but like it's very selfish of him to stick around to get this record I don't disagree because if you could just look real quick how many, because I remember being shocked with how many wins he still needed. It's going to be multiple seasons and multiple good seasons. It's not like he's like six wins away. Yeah, it's not It's not this season. Definitely not this season. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like if it was this season and next season, okay, I get it. You'll eat one more bad season as the Patriots franchise. You'll let him get the record. Then he walks away. Like We could be talking three, four, five, six, seven seasons depending on how many wins it's going to take him to get there. I wouldn't do that if I'm Robert Kraft. Why would you? Why am I eating profit? They must be hemorrhaging fans because we know how fair weather those Patriots fans are. Yeah. Um, so Bill Belichick right now sits at 299. Okay. How funny would it be if he couldn't get to 300? Well, he's going to get one more. Of course, more he's going to get one more, right? One, right? Um, at number two is George Hallis. Yep. Pop at, at 318. So he's, hold on. He's a full season's two worth seasons. of wins. Yeah. Yeah, yeah really. Too. I mean, at this rate, three seasons. Yeah, because he's not going to be 500. So that's even from second place. Yep. And then on top of that, Don Shula at number one at 328. So he's 29 wins away. Bro, he's never going to get there. I, I don't see him being able to cover 29 wins before, you know, AARP starts knocking on his door. Bro, he's at AARP 71. As a spokesman. He. Well, you're going to have your insurance. <laughs> So he needs you said what twenty nine, 
29. Yeah, that's so five Shula's at 328 and Belichick's at 299. Yep. All right, so if you average... I mean, Andy Reid's going to surpass him before he knows it. Andy Reid's at 252. Man, that could have legitimately be a five-season project to get those wins. Yeah. Six, six wins a season, the way that they're training right now mm-hmm. in that division. <laughs> Does he have four more years? I, I mean, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I could see him. Well, actually, no, I can't. But I'll see my content or my my thought through. I could see. I I, know, I disagree with my thought, but I'm going to say it for everyone. Oh no! I, I guess I just want to think out loud. I was going to say like maybe there would be the option for him to to relinquish GM duties, but I also don't see. I can't see a world where he's taking orders from some you know up and coming you know uh, bro type GM where it's like Bill, Bill, come on, man, <laughs> you get you gotta. Um, it's like a passer's league, man. So like there's going to be like there. So there's this thing called the salary cap, right? Like I can't imagine he's going to be like answering to anybody there, but I also obviously like the, the record means nothing if he's just a front office guy and not on the sidelines. Yeah. I mean, so. that's the other option is to make him some like, you know, like football coach emeritus where he's not really the coach. He's I mean, just, like, I, I don't think he would need to do that. Or, or, and, and maybe he would want to, he seems too prideful to be like, you know, to take the Dan Marino special of like cons- consult to Wait. Football operations. You think or a control freak who installs his son as the defensive coordinator that makes the defensive coordinator be the offensive <laughs> coordinator has too much pride to go ahead and do a job like that? <laughs> All right, so Bills eight and a half right now as we tape this. Do the Bills win? Do they cover on Sunday? I think the Bills win, and I and I think that they cover. But I but I maintain what I said before, All man. Of that. I'm, all of that you got to win and cover it. Yeah, because I I need to see a level of urgency uh, before I feel comfortable from from an offensive perspective. Don't get me wrong, man. I think that the Bills defense provided some kind of like crazy shakeup and and like trick plays and all that jazz. I am extremely confident in the Bills defense to keep the New England Patriots offense out of the end zone. But nevertheless, like I'm sorry, man. I need to be able. I need to see a little bit more urgency. Like, what are you there, boss? Okay, listen, I just I gotta see a little more urgency. You gotta from see you. a little bit more pep in your step. You, got nothing you had a solid Q3, but now it's time to, to round out the fiscal. Everything is gonna be just fine. The Bills are gonna dominate on Sunday. That's a packed up, he guaranteed. Oh, lock of the week. All right, we gotta get out of the way. Great to talk to you guys again. I missed you in London. I'm sorry you had to sit through Solo Ryan podcast last oh, week. Oh, you're welcome. Everybody. His name's Ryan Duffy. My name's Pat Duffy. We'll see you back at it next week. And before we go. Go Bills!